Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20-Minute Books, we delve into the enthralling life of Ursula Kuczynski, known by her codename Sonia in Agent Sonia. This biography unravels the layers of an ostensibly typical housewife's life, revealing her to be one of Soviet intelligence's most daring and high-ranking spies. From her early beginnings in Berlin, through her radical journey into communism, to her pivotal role in espionage that not only challenged the Nazis but also played a significant role in the onset of the Cold War, Agent Sonia is a narrative steeped in the tension and intrigue of spycraft. Crafted by Ben McIntyre, a journalist for The Times and a BBC presenter, this book comes from the hands of a seasoned storyteller. McIntyre, the best-selling author of titles like The Spy and the Traitor and Operation Mincemeat, is celebrated for his expertise in spying narratives from World War II and the Cold War period. Agent Sonia is yet another testament to his adept storytelling, offering readers a deeply researched and captivating look into the life of an extraordinary spy. This episode is a must-listen for those intrigued by the complex web of espionage, history enthusiasts focused on the World War II era, and anyone captivated by the pulsating thrill of a spy's life. Let's step into the shadowy world of cloaks, daggers, and secret codes to explore the incredible story of Agent Sonia. Agent Sonia, Moscow's most daring wartime spy. Introduction, a double life unveiled, from homemaker to Cold War catalyst. In the serene landscapes of Oxfordshire, England, where Sunday mornings smelled of fresh scones and the war efforts were the daily gossip, resided Mrs. Burton, a seemingly ordinary woman living an extraordinary double life. To the outside world, she embodied the quintessential British wartime spirit, a devoted wife, a loving mother, and a diligent gardener who managed the family's needs with her ration book. Little did anyone know, Mrs. Burton was actually Ursula Kuczynski, also known by her Soviet codename, Sonia, one of the most formidable spies in history. Ursula's journey into espionage began in the bustling streets of 1930s Shanghai, a time and place rife with political intrigue and shadowy dealings. It was here she was recruited into Soviet intelligence, thus embarking on a two-decade-long career that would see her ascending the ranks of the Soviet espionage network. Ursula wasn't just any spy. She was a master of secrets, a conduit for information that had the power to alter the course of history. From orchestrating a sophisticated spy ring in Berlin that significantly contributed to the downfall of the Nazis, to passing nuclear secrets that may very well have kickstarted the Cold War, Ursula's life was a testament to the fine line between ordinary and extraordinary. As we delve into the intriguing narrative of Ursula Kuczynski, we uncover the complexities of a woman torn between her familial duties and her unwavering commitment to a cause she believed in. This remarkable story sheds light on how Ursula navigated the perilous waters of espionage, which involved plots as audacious as attempting to assassinate Hitler and efforts that contributed to shaping the geopolitical landscape of the 20th century. Through the lens of Ursula's life, we're invited to explore a world where every decision could spell catastrophic repercussions and where loyalty to one's country was both a shield and a weapon. 
Join us as we uncover the layers behind the enigmatic figure of Ursula Kuczynski, a woman whose legacy continues to echo through the annals of history, challenging our perceptions of heroism, loyalty, and the unseen battles that have shaped the world as we know it. Part 1. From Berlin Intellectual to Shanghai Revolutionary. The Making of Ursula Kuczynski. In 1907, nestled within the vibrant intellectualism of Berlin, Ursula Kuczynski was ushered into a world where the lines between politics and daily life were indistinct. Growing up in a wealthy Jewish family revered for their intellect and social engagement, she was surrounded by discussions that oscillated between Marxism and the burgeoning threat of fascism. Icons like Karl Liebknecht frequented her family home, invigorating the young Ursula's political leanings. Yet, it was not enough for her to merely contemplate socialism and workers' rights. She craved to be in the throes of political activism. From a tender age, Ursula's fervor was unmistakable. At 17, she was not just sympathizing with the communist cause. She was an official member, actively engaging in the distribution of literature and organizing protests. Her aspirations were clear. She was preparing for a revolution, earnestly practicing with weapons alongside her comrades. Amid her activism, Ursula's heart found solace in Rudi Hamburger, an architect with a soft spot for left-wing politics, but without the communist conviction that burned within Ursula. In 1930, an opportunity emerged with Rudy's job prospect in Shanghai, and Ursula, seizing the chance for further activism in a land ripe with revolutionary potential, accompanied him. However, Shanghai presented a socio-political landscape starkly different from what Ursula had imagined. Entrapped within the confines of expatriate society, her political ambitions seemed stifled, until Agnes Smedley entered her life. A meeting at the Cathay Hotel with Agnes, a journalist with socialist leanings and clandestine ties, ignited Ursula's path towards espionage. Agnes, perceiving Ursula's untapped potential, hinted at a visitor who would soon change the course of her life. Three weeks later, Richard Johnson, an alias for Richard Sorge, a Soviet intelligence luminary, crossed the threshold into Ursula's world and unveiled a new chapter of her life. Sorge, recognizing Ursula's unwavering commitment to the communist cause, offered her a role in the shadows of espionage. With Rudy away, their apartment transformed into a haven for revolutionary meetings, setting the stage for Ursula's deeper involvement with Soviet intelligence. Amidst these clandestine activities, life blossomed in the form of Michael, Ursula, and Rudy's son. Michael's arrival not only brought joy to the young family, but also presented an unsuspecting facade to Ursula's espionage endeavors. Sorge, witnessing the duality of Ursula's life, knew that no one would dare suspect a sophisticated, nurturing mother of being the backbone of revolutionary support to the Soviets. Here, in the nexus of family and revolution, Ursula Kuczynski's story as a formidable spy began to unfold marking the inception of an ordinary woman's journey into an extraordinary world of espionage and secrecy. Part 2. The Emergence of Sonia. From Domesticity to Espionage. As the lines between Ursula's personal and professional lives began to blur, 
the charismatic Richard Sorge, a man known as much for his espionage prowess as for his magnetism, grew closer to her. Their transition from mere colleagues to lovers seemed predestined. With this newfound intimacy, Ursula found herself deeply embedded in Richard's clandestine world, now not just a passive partner, but an active participant in the intricate web of espionage. Messages passed through her hands, secrets were shared in hushed tones, and her seemingly innocuous social gatherings became a goldmine of intelligence for Moscow. In the secret reports back to the Soviet Union, she was no longer Ursula. She had been reborn as Sonia, the secret agent. This transformation was gradual yet profound. The life that Ursula, now Sonia, had known was irrevocably altered when Richard, testing her loyalty and skill, tasked her with sheltering a Chinese comrade on the run. The revelation of her covert activities to Rudy marked a turning point, straining their marriage to the brink. Although Rudy's ideals aligned with the cause, the reality of living in the shadow of espionage weighed heavily on their relationship. The bond between Sonia and Richard, too, would face its own demise. A sudden departure back to Moscow severed their connection leaving a void in Sonia's life that was swiftly filled by an unexpected summons to the Soviet capital. Moscow beckoned, not for pleasantries, but for a deeper plunge into the world of espionage, a testament to Richard's lasting influence on her trajectory. Leaving her son in the care of his grandparents, and with Rudy remaining in Shanghai, Sonia embarked on a journey that would cement her legacy within the Soviet intelligence network. In the secluded training center of Vorobievo, just outside Moscow, Sonia was no longer just a name, it was her identity. Engulfed in the realm of spycraft, she mastered Morse code, explosives, combat, and unwavering loyalty to the Soviet cause. A commitment sealed with a promise under the specter of death. Her transformation complete, Sonia's first mission beckoned her to the tumultuous landscape of Manchuria. With Japan's shadow looming over the province, her task was to strengthen the sinews of the Chinese resistance, arming them with Soviet resources and literature. Teaming up with another agent, known as Ernst, her journey into the heart of struggle was about to begin. Yet, amidst the call of duty, her resolve was steadfast. Her son Michael would be by her side. In this singular condition lay the portrait of Sonia, a spy, a patriot, and a mother, entwining the facets of her identity as she stepped into unknown territories, ready to etch her name in the annals of espionage. Part 3. A Lifeline in the Shadow. Ursula's Role in Strengthening the Manchurian Resistance. In the spring of 1943, under the guise of newfound lovers, Ursula and Johann embarked on a journey aboard the SS Conte Verdi setting sail from Prague towards the tumultuous tides of Shanghai. As they mingled among passengers, their simulated romance was a convincing performance for anyone who dared to look their way. Upon arrival in Mukden, Johann adopted the facade of a businessman while Ursula, with strategic cunning, secured a cover as a saleswoman for a Shanghai bookstore, under which she discreetly transported crates of books. Among them, an armchair ingeniously concealing the transmitter vital for communication with Vladivostok. Mukden, 
a city under the shadow of the Japanese invasion, was a hotbed of resistance and conflict. The communist guerrillas, amidst famine and despair, waged a relentless battle against their invaders, supported in their efforts by unseen allies from the Soviet Union. Amidst this fraught backdrop, Ursula's role transcended mere espionage. She became the lifeline connecting the Manchurian resistance with crucial Soviet support. Despite Johann's experience lending him a certain value to their Soviet superiors, it was Ursula who frequently braved the greater dangers. Her inexperience in the field deemed her expendable, yet her contributions were anything but. Tasked with acquiring parts for the hidden transmitter, she daringly smuggled them back within the innocent confines of Michael's teddy bear. Her connections within the resistance, particularly with the influential Chu, saw her mixing ingredients for explosives, instrumental in crippling enemy supply lines. Their endeavors were met with success, so much so that the volume of intelligence they amassed necessitated additional hands. Enter Wu and Shushin, rebels turned apprentices in espionage under Ursula's tutelage, disguised as domestic help. It was with Shushin that Ursula found a kindred spirit, their conversations weaving between transmissions and motherhood and the harrowing possibilities of capture. Such fears were not without merit. The Japanese, perturbed by the increasing prowess of the guerrillas, cast a scrutinizing gaze on Ursula, leading to her interrogation. Yet, it was the capture of Shushin that sounded the alarms for Sergei in Vladivostok. A hastily delivered note, thrust into Ursula's hands by a gasping courier, bore the grim news. The directive from Vladivostok was unequivocal. Ursula and Johann were to make an immediate, unannounced departure, abandoning their established network. Thus, under the cloak of night, they left behind the lives they had woven so intricately in Mukden their projects left to languish in their sudden absence. The legacy of their mission, however, lingered on through the bolstered efforts of the Manchurian resistance, a testament to the critical role Ursula played in the shadows of history's tumultuous landscape. Part 4. The Price of Shadows, Ursula's Journey Through Love and Loss Amid the turmoil and clandestine operations in Mukden, Ursula faced the harsh realities of a spy's life, Realizing the necessity of sometimes having to abandon missions and connections painstakingly built over time. This lesson in impermanence was a bitter pill to swallow, a stark reminder of the stakes involved in the world of espionage. Transitioning to peaking under new directives, Ursula and Johann braced themselves for another challenging phase. The orders were clear. Ursula would head to Shanghai, leaving Johann behind. The devised facade of their romance had blossomed into genuine love, further complicating the separation. Adding to this complexity was Ursula's pregnancy with Johann's child, marking yet another deeply personal sacrifice at the altar of her duties. In Shanghai, Ursula's reunion with Rudy revealed a man transformed by the intensifying wave of fascism, now fully committed to the Soviet cause. Their subsequent move to Warsaw, however, left Ursula yearning for more substantive work. The call back to Russia, while reuniting her with old comrades, also exposed her to the grim realities of Stalin's great purge. 
Friends and allies were being systematically obliterated under the dictator's paranoid directives. Despite her foreign origins, which cast her under a suspicious light, Ursula remained unscathed, her faith in the communist cause undimmed. As the shadow of Nazi Germany grew longer over Europe, Ursula's next mission took her to Switzerland, a neutral territory teeming with espionage activity. Tasked with intelligence gathering, she not only built a radio transmitter with her own hands, but also coordinated with new recruits for the cause. One such recruit, Alexander Foote, was instructed to rendezvous with her in Geneva, identifiable by a white scarf. Their partnership would grow to become legendary within the annals of spying history. Foote's journey took him from the Swiss border to Munich under the guise of a tourist. His residence, established using invisible ink in a novel, lay dangerously close to Hitler's favorite dining spot, Osteria Bavaria. Integrating into the circles of the SS as a regular patron, Foote, alongside another recruit, Len Burton, laid the foundation for an audacious plot directly under the nose of the Führer. To assassinate Hitler over lunch, Ursula's maneuvers across the espionage chessboard, orchestrating operations from behind the scenes, underscored a life defined by difficult choices. Each move entailed sacrifices, entangling her further in a web of personal losses and professional gains. Her journey, marked by love, betrayal, and unwavering dedication to a cause, paints a vivid portrait of the sacrifices demanded of those who choose to operate in the shadows. Part 5. The Tides Turn. Ursula's Espionage Endeavors in Switzerland. Reach a Perilous Crescendo. In the clandestine world of espionage where Ursula thrived, plans were as volatile as the shifting allegiances of nations. Her bold strategy to annihilate Hitler was set in motion with her agents poised in Munich, awaiting the opportune moment to strike. However, the political landscape shifted dramatically with the signing of the Molotov-Ribbentrop non-aggression pact between Soviet and Nazi officials. The mission was aborted, leaving Ursula in a dilemma, torn between her anti-fascist convictions and the new directives from Moscow. Yet amidst this turmoil, Ursula navigated through personal upheavals, marrying Len Burton in a move that solidified both a strategic partnership and an unexpected love that would endure the tests of time. Ursula's activities within the neutral yet spy-infested terrains of Switzerland were pivotal. Tasked with a crucial meeting with Alexander Rado, the Soviet Union's key espionage figure in Switzerland, Ursula found herself at the heart of a critical intelligence operation. Rado's ingenious method of smuggling microfiche reports required Ursula's expertise in radio transmission a skill that saw the resurfacing of her hidden radio equipment from the depths of a Swiss forest. Her adept transmissions of these reports to Moscow underscored the significance of her role in the larger Soviet intelligence apparatus. Yet, the precarious nature of undercover work soon caught up with her. An unexpected threat emerged, not from the counter-espionage efforts of enemy agencies, but from within her household. Olga Muth, the nanny harboring growing suspicions about Ursula's secret life, became the catalyst for a potential exposure that threatened to unravel everything. Fearful of the danger Ursula's profession might pose to her children, Olga's intentions to seek solace at the British consulate 
were foiled by language barriers, and her subsequent confidence in a neighbor almost compromised Ursula's cover for good. The impending danger of exposure propelled Ursula into a corner. With the revelation of Olga's intentions by a conscientious neighbor, the fragile facade of Ursula's covert identity began to crumble. Moscow's response to the predicament was unequivocal. Ursula, once an invaluable asset, had transformed into a liability. The directive was clear and immediate. Ursula and Len were to vacate Switzerland and relocate to England, marking the end of a critical chapter in Ursula's illustrious career as a spy and beginning a new, uncertain phase of her life under the looming shadow of her past endeavors. Part 6. A Suburban Facade. The Unseen Games of Espionage in Wartime Britain. The Tranquility of Early 1940s. Britain, a nation gripped by the tumult of World War II, was the unlikely backdrop for one of the most audacious espionage operations in history. The landscape of alliances shifted abruptly when Nazi forces invaded the Soviet Union, bringing Britain and the Soviet Union into an uneasy partnership. Despite the newfound camaraderie at the diplomatic level, the shadow war of intelligence and counterintelligence did not cease. If anything, it intensified with agents like Ursula operating deep behind what was, until recently, enemy lines. Karl Fuchs, a fellow German and ardently committed communist, found himself in Britain, where his formidable skills as a nuclear physicist were put to use in the Allied effort to develop an atomic bomb. However, the secrecy and exclusion of the Soviet Union from this monumental project did not sit well with Fuchs. He resolved to keep his Soviet counterparts informed, stepping into the role of an informer, with Ursula tasked as his courier. Ursula's life during this period was a study in contrasts. Known to her neighbours in Summertown, Oxfordshire as Mrs Burton, she epitomised the very essence of a genteel British housewife. Yet beneath this carefully curated exterior lay the heart of a seasoned spy, orchestrating one of the largest transfers of scientific secrets the world had ever seen. Regularly, Ursula made the journey to a designated dead letterbox in the rural outskirts of Banbury, signalling to Fuchs the details of their covert meetings. It was through these secret rendezvous that Fuchs handed over a staggering 750 pages of classified information regarding the atomic bomb, marking a watershed moment in the annals of espionage known infamously as Project Enormo. The significance of these operations did not go unnoticed, attracting the direct interest of Stalin himself, who corresponded with Ursula to gain clearer insights into the Allied nuclear project. Aside from transmitting these secrets via radio, Ursula's ingenuity extended to the creation of microphotographs for materials too complex to be encoded in Morse. She even dared to smuggle out replicatus of keys to the safes of Fuchs's colleagues a testament to the lengths to which she would go to ensure the success of their mission. Amidst the daring feats of espionage and the mundane routines of domestic life, Ursula remained an enigma, her true identity and mission veiled from those around her. She spoke without a hint of her German origins, perfectly assuming the role of an Oxfordshire housewife. Her activities escaped the notice of MI5's male-dominated counterintelligence sector, but not without catching the eye of a sharp female operative 
stirring a hint of intrigue among the secrecy that cloaked Ursula's double life. In this intricate dance of shadows, the lines between ally and adversary, between ordinary and extraordinary, were blurred, painting a vivid picture of the espionage that simmered beneath the surface of wartime Britain. Part 7. A Chess Game of Wits. The Sly Dance Between Ursula and British Intelligence. In the hidden warrens of British intelligence, Millicent Baggett stood as a formidable figure. With the air of an unassuming spinster cloaking her sharp intellect, Millicent was an ace in the pack for MI5's F Division, tasked with rooting out communists and subversives. Since Ursula's initial passport application, Millicent's gaze had been fixed upon her, sensing the undercurrents of espionage that lay beneath the surface. The intricate espionage chessboard was further complicated by the Quebec Agreement of 1943, uniting Britain, the USA, and Canada in the atomic endeavor, yet deliberately excluding their Soviet allies. The whispers of this monumental agreement traveled fast, reaching Moscow merely 16 days post-signature, an event that brewed tensions leading toward the Cold War. Militant's investigative trail led her to suspect Ursula as the linchpin in this leak, further entwining their fates in a high-stakes game of cat and mouse. As Carl Fuchs disappeared into the labyrinth of Washington's intrigues, Ursula found herself at the helm of Project Hammer in 1944, a daring initiative seeking German resistance connectives to aid American military intelligence. Beneath this facade, however, lay Ursula's true mastery, orchestrating a network of informants not only to aid America, but to siphon intelligence back to the Soviets in a grand duplicity. Millicent Bagot's efforts to unravel Ursula's network were constantly thwarted, not least by the planted Soviet moles within British intelligence, including the notorious Kim Philby. The Soviet espionage machinery, lubricated by the likes of Philby, kept Ursula's shadows ahead of British capture, enabling Project Hammer to reach its fruition unscathed. This operation, among Ursula's boldest, not only redeemed her earlier aborted missions, but actively contributed to the crumbling edifice of Nazi Germany, providing vital intelligence to the encroaching Red Army. Amidst navigating the treacherous waters of international espionage, Ursula's life in Summertown painted a starkly different picture. Here, she was the quintessential housewife, her life a portrait of domestic tranquility. Yet, when the moon took its throne in the night sky, Ursula metamorphosed, weaving threads of secret communications destined for Moscow, crafting her messages under the cloak of darkness. This precarious balancing act between her dual lives left her neighbors none the wiser, encapsulating the enigma of Ursula, simultaneously part of the community tapestry and yet a world apart, enshrined in the annals of espionage as a figure who adeptly danced on the razor's edge forever eluding the grasp of British intelligence through cunning, guile, and an indomitable will to survive. Part 8. The Unyielding Idealist. Ursula's Journey from Espionage to Advocacy. In the quaint tapestry of Great Rollwright Oxfordshire, Ursula found a new home in 1945, immersing herself into village life with warmth and grace. Known for her delectable scones and hospitality to the local church bell ringers, she embodied the essence of a community stalwart, 
However, beneath the serene exterior of domesticity, the undercurrents of her espionage activities experienced turbulence. Ursula's unwavering commitment to her ideals was met with challenges, particularly as the Cold War era dawned. The year 1947 marked a pivotal moment when Alexander Foote, who had played a significant role in Ursula's earlier espionage endeavors, defected. His revelations to British authorities threatened to unravel the web of secrets, yet he strategically omitted any confirmation of Ursula's active involvement post-Switzerland, providing her with a fleeting veil of protection. This development reignited Millicent Bagot's pursuit as she delved deeper into Ursula's dossier with a renewed determination. Despite Jim Scarden's misjudgment during his interrogation at Great Rollwright, revealing his mistaken belief in Ursula's retirement, the shadows of suspicion grew denser. Ursula sensed the tightening noose and reached out to Moscow, seeking an escape to communist East Germany, only to be met with an agonizing silence. While British intelligence kept a watchful eye, the impact of the intelligence passed by Ursula and Fuchs materialized when the Soviet military unveiled their nuclear capabilities in Kazakhstan in 1949, propelling the Cold War into a frenetic pace. The subsequent arrest of Klaus Fuchs in February 1950 heightened Ursula's apprehensions, prompting her timely departure to East Germany with her family in March, a silent acknowledgement of the looming peril. In East Germany, Ursula transitioned to life in the state press department, crafting narratives against American imperialism. Her later years found her penning children's books and an autobiography under the pseudonym Ruth Werner, tales that captured the imaginations of many, yet also unmasked her clandestine past, stirring the public's fascination. However, Ursula's vision of communism was starkly contrasted by the reality she witnessed in East Germany, a disillusionment with the oppressive regime that veered from her ideological convictions. In the twilight of her years, she channeled her resolve into activism, joining the chorus of dissidents advocating for reform in East Germany. Her participation in the protest movement of 1989, even at the age of 82, was a testament to her indomitable spirit. Ursula's life journey, marked by espionage, literary endeavors, and political activism, epitomizes the complexity of navigating ideals in a world rife with contradictions. Her unwavering idealism, despite the disillusionments and dangers encountered, underscores a legacy of resilience and a relentless pursuit of a world governed by the principles she held dear. Final Summary Behind the facade of domesticity and the simple joys of baking scones, Ursula Kuczynski concealed a life of unparalleled complexity and fervor. From her early stirrings of political consciousness to her clandestine exploits in the shadows of international espionage. Ursula's existence defied the ordinary at every turn. Ursula's journey commenced in the vibrant intellectual circles of Berlin, where her family's socialist leanings ignited her lifelong dedication to communism. This commitment propelled her into the heart of the espionage world, where she assumed the alias Sonia. As a Soviet spy, she navigated the treacherous waters of international politics, playing a crucial role in operations that would shape the course of history. Her daring missions spanned continents, from the bustling streets of Shanghai to the tranquil villages of Oxfordshire, 
each chapter adding to her legend. Yet, Ursula's life was not solely defined by her espionage activities. After moving to East Germany, she transformed her rich experiences into stories, becoming a cherished author of children's books and an autobiographer, revealing her spy exploits under the pseudonym Ruth Werner. Her books, woven with the threads of her life's adventures, enchanted readers, and provided a glimpse into the mind of a woman who had witnessed history in the making. In her twilight years, Ursula bore witness to the dissonance between her idealistic communist beliefs and the stark realities of the East German state. Undeterred, she lent her voice to the burgeoning protest movement, advocating for reform and freedom in the face of oppression. This final act of defiance epitomized her unwavering commitment to her principles and her desire for a better world. Ursula Kuczynski's life story is a testament to the power of conviction and the complexity of human identity. Behind the veneer of a quaint suburban life lay a woman who defied societal norms, challenged global powers, and remained true to her beliefs through turbulent times. Her legacy is a reminder that appearances can indeed be deceiving, and beneath the surface may lie a tale of courage, intelligence, and unyielding idealism. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.